Welcome to the Caged Vision Show, where each week we talk about one thing, putting your vision to work. So whether you're the CEO of a large company, maybe an executive within a large company, maybe you're a small company, maybe you are an entrepreneur that is just getting started. Each of you has a vision for where you want to go in the future, and we talk about how to get there, how to put that vision to work. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And Lisa Beck, we have got just such a special episode because it is about someone who at a very early age just set their path. And you know, when you when you when you look back on life. And you can say, at age 14, I did this, and here's how I did it. How powerful is that story? I I can tell you right now that when I was 14, <laughs> oh gosh, I, I was nowhere close to getting to making the list that that this woman made. Um, her name is Bonnie Simi, and she is currently with JetBlue Technologies, and Carrie. And I listened to a, um, was it Stanford? Yeah, yeah. Stanford uh, podcast. The Stanford yeah. podcast. And he sent it to me and he was like, oh my God, we have to do a podcast about this. So, Carrie, t- I mean, y- you, I-, I can go on and on about it. So you talk about well, the list yeah. and our so, background. So and- when I listen to it, it really encapsulates Caged Vision. Because, you know, what she did is she just wrote things down at age 14. So think about... Um, my, my wife's got a friend, and I think this is really a, a good idea, but she's got a friend, and she started asking her kids at a very young age, you know, if you were going to get a tattoo, what would you get? And they said, well, you like Mickey Mouse or whatever. And then each year, she would, t- and she's writing them down so that later on in life, she'll say, hey, by the way, when you were six, you wanted a, a butterfly or whatever, right? So, but think about that as you as you uh, mature and as you grow in life and in your career. Looking back at a list that you made at age fourteen, I, I mean, I just can't even imagine. I know that I didn't write a list at age fourteen. Not not this not, not this, this kind of list. Thing. But anyway, Bonnie writes this list and she says, and I don't, these are not in order necessarily, but she wants to learn how to fly. She wants to compete in the Olympics work for ABC Network. She wants to build a log cabin, and she wants to go to Stanford. Not that big of a deal, not right? Big deal, not, right? No I big mean, deal, right? I mean, compete in the Olympics, learn how to fly, work for ABC. None of these are complicated, hard no, things, No, it's not right? like it's hard. I mean, she set the bar pretty low. Well, think about it. If you were her mother, and you— You think she told her mother? I, you know, I don't know, but we need to email her and ask her this. Okay. yeah. Actually, yeah. we just need to email her and have her on this podcast. I want to do that. I I've already let her know that. Okay. Bonnie, we want you on the show. We want you on the show, Because Bonnie. we can do our version of you. It's not as good. Not as no, good. No. Um, you know, but can you imagine as a parent, um, so I, I mean, I was a gymnast when I was in elementary school and junior high. I didn't know that. Yeah. And for a brief period of time, very brief period of time, I was really serious about it. Like went to the gym all the time. And I, I wasn't at a gym that was like great. Yeah, yeah. And my parents actually, I'll never forget it. 
um, I told them that that's what I wanted to do. And my father, who has always said to me, you can be anything you want to be mm-hmm, if you set your mind mm-hmm. to it. Um, they, We literally looked at moving to Atlanta mm. for me to join a gym in Atlanta to compete. And at the end of the day, I didn't have that level of commitment you know, to make that happen. But my parents were like, if you want to do this, we're going to help you do this. So I don't know. We need to ask her. It, did she show it to her mom? And did her mom say, you can be anything you want to be, go for it? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, if your kids showed you a list, you'd be all right. Let's see what we can do. I know I you encourage would. my kids to make lists. They're probably like, dad, will you, will you let, let it go with the list, please? You know, probably so. But here's the thing. You hear so often, write it down, write it down. We're going to get to our tips and our takeaways from this. Yes, you need to write it down, okay? But writing it down and throwing it away or writing it down and putting it and never looking at it again, that's really not going to get you anywhere. The reason Bonnie was able to achieve what she has been able to achieve is because she's been laser-focused and looks at that list, I would imagine, She's probably written it more than once. And she looks at it and she keeps asking herself, how am I best going to achieve this? Why don't we start walking well, through the story of these? Well, give yeah. her the let's do let's do the backstory first. Okay. Well, the backstory is her mom was a teacher and her family, she grew up um, lower middle class. She was poor. Um, and so the expectation, you know, I don't know that it was there. She doesn't really discuss that. But so part of it, she wanted to go to Stanford. Well, her entire family went to Cal. Her family yeah. went to Cal. Yeah. So just her saying, I want to go to Stanford, they were like, I'm sorry, what? Who are you? No, no, yeah. that's not what we do here. Um, but she made that happen because of who she was. Yeah. And then the next thing, the whole compete in the Olympics, you, you got it. This story yeah, so, is so just she, beyond she, crazy. She, so she decides she's going to compete in the Olympics. And so she's starting to figure out, okay, um, that's the goal. What's the sport? Literally. What's Literally. The, what's the sport? sport? So she starts digging around and finds out, well, you know, maybe, um, maybe bobsledding. Maybe that's the right one because I don't know whether she'd figured out she's fast or whatever she figured out. She aligned her skills with what it could take. So what does she do? So she just start with, um, you know, go to the local bobsledding. She lives in California. Right, which I don't know how many bobsledding. They're probably a lot. You know, California's really? got a lot to offer. Probably not. I just okay. made that up. Anyway, she goes to Germany, and she inserts herself with the best in the world. So she says, who's the best? She goes, She after two weeks, she had crashed like 50 two times that the coaches looked at her and thought that person, that woman has got so much determination and drive that we know she's not going to quit. And because we know she's not going to quit, we know that deep down she's got the confidence that she's going to succeed. And so therefore we are going to invest in her. And she did it. She came back three months later. She was the best in the country. Which, that in and of itself means, well, I don't know. I was going to say that means that anyone could become a bobsled person. But I doubt that's true because she was already physically fit and an athlete and all of that. But, I mean, 
but she talked about the skills involved yeah. in bobsledding and that she had the strategy. So most people would think that you're supposed to, um, you're, you're supposed to lay and be very rigid and mm-hmm. stiff to mm-hmm. control the bobsled. And in reality, the um, you go faster the more relaxed, relaxed. Yeah. you are. Yeah. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah. So basically, you're. You're steering with your feet. You can't see very well. And the key to not crashing is being relaxed. Which no, That's not that hard. No, at no, no 85 miles an yeah, hour, no hurtling yourself no down an icy track. That's not challenging So anyway, she does that. She goes and competes in the Olympics. And then there, at some point in the story, there's she gets um, connected or gets she's talking to somebody with a network. And it, I guess it's ABC Network. And she sort of inserts, her, inserts herself into this, hey, you know, I could be, on, uh, uh, you know, on one of the shows. Next thing you know, boom, she's knocked out working for ABC in, uh, as a network. Uh, a, what do you call that? Network. Commentator. Commentator, yeah. So she's knocked out two. She's, th- she's knocked out three. Took her seven years to get through Stanford because... Well, the reason she took her seven years to get through Stanford is because she kept taking the winter quarter off to go and compete in the Olympics or train for the Olympics or do something. Uh, or she did stories for ABC Network during yes, the Olympics. Yes. So it took her seven years. But, you know, she did it. Yeah, it would have taken her ten years if she'd built that log cabin. <laughs> <laughs> no. So then she says, okay, she does all that. And then she says, you know what? My, on my list, I said I want to learn to fly. So next thing you know, she's flying. I mean, she's not just like, a, you know, going to the local airport and getting a lesson and saying, okay, I learned how to fly a little prop plane and, I, and, and technically I know how to fly. No, she's flying big jets full of people. For JetBlue Airlines. For JetBlue Airlines. So JetBlue Airlines is not... A West Coast airline. But she really wanted to be on the West Coast. She commuted for years. Commuted for years. And as she as she started to, to work through JetBlue, one of the things that kept her there, I think one of the things that, that initially got her there was the culture. It was the culture. She aligned herself with the best culture and the bet, best fit for what she wanted to accomplish long-term, not short-term. And how key is that, Lisa? Because if you look at every single thing that she's done, she's aligned herself with the best and the best culture. Isn't it miraculous how when you write it down, align yourself with the best, and then work a plan, it sort of just happens? Because you have a plan. Because you have a plan, yeah, yeah. So... She's, she does all these things, but she's still got this struggle because she wants to be on the West Coast. And she's thinking, ah, do I don't have to quit JetBlue. Don't really quit. I don't want to quit JetBlue. And so what does she do? Well, they'd been talking about putting together a venture capitalist sort of endeavor around technology. And they chose her to lead this JetBlue um, venture technologies. Venture technologies. Yeah. Yeah. And since she was in charge of it, she could plan it on the West Coast. Well, and there there are there's a lot of And there's a lot of tech people I've on the West Coast. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard there's some software engineers. Software. Just yeah, a few. Just a few out just there. A few. So anyway, she finds the right uh, the opportunity within the company that she loves so much. So this is it's just a it's an amazing story. We'll provide a link 
to the podcast. It was a, um, it was actually an interview with the Entrepreneurial Thought Leadership Series that Stanford does. Just a fabulous story. We highly encourage you to listen to that because her story coming from her is a whole lot better than her story coming from us. Although our story, we hit the highlights. So Lisa, why don't we close this out with some tips and takeaways that our Caged Vision listeners can use to help them maybe not fly and maybe not go to the Olympics, but achieve what they want even if they're older than 14. Well, the first thing I would say is make a list. Which, speaking of, do you have a list? I have a I list mean, that like, I write down every single morning. Do you want to see it? I've heard about this list. Every black book in the back of that. Has I start, the list. I start the list, yeah. Can you tell us some of the things on your list? Um... I have a um, a number, a number, financial number. number. I know your number. Uh, by the time I'm 80, um, and the in the key to that is, um, it, it started out with a, um, I want to achieve this number, and then I heard this concept of you're aiming too low, 10x that. So I 10xed it, and then I 10xed it again, and because so because you're an overachiever. Shocker. Well, because it it motivates me to write it down every day, and it and it and in a way, some mornings I look at it and I feel like, oh man, this is awesome. And then some days I look at that and I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to do that. But I write <laughs> it down every single day. Um, the key to that number is um, I'm halfway there, and by the time I'm fifty, I could have everything in place. All I have to do is 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 keep. Keep, um, you know, keep um, affording my lifestyle and that number will be true. Wow. That's by the impressive. time I'm 50. Wow. So what I'll do is 10x that number, which will be a really, really big number. Nice. And now now I'm, I'm moving on to the next thing. Um, so, yes, I make a list and I write it down every single day. And what I've in the list is is shortened. It's not gotten longer. It used to be longer. It used to be like ten things, and what I find, what I what I found is, over and, and it took a while, but over writing it down every single day, it, it forces you to say, "Is that the right thing?" And I still ask myself, "Is that the right thing? Is that what's most important, or or is that not as important?" Did I think that wasn't most important, and it's not. So I think starting with making the list, and it goes back to what we said earlier, it's not just a one-time list. It is a list that you go back to. And whether you write it down or you look at it every single day, the the intentionality around that action is what matters. So do you have, because the second tip and takeaway is to make a plan based on your list. So what I'm hearing you as you talk about your number yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. is that you have a plan on how to achieve items on your list. Would that be a true statement? I mean, mm -hmm. you're not just like projecting it into the universe and thinking it's going to happen. You actually have a plan that you are working to I get do, you close to achieving something on your list. I right? do. I do have a plan. And the thing about um, my plan that might be different from other people's plan is when you're a, a, an entrepreneur and um, you, you, it's it's not as predictable, and so. Um, I I take gambles. I take bets. I um, you know that we've attempted 
uh, software launches and then said, oh, that's not what the market wants. And so there are things where I've, you, run, you, you, you think certain things, you're constantly retooling, rework the plan, rework the plan. All I've learned is what um, is, is another thing that's not the exact thing that the target customer wants. That's it. We haven't failed. We no. just learned. No, 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 no. Because failure is just learning not to do it that way. Exactly. That's that's all yeah, failure yeah. is. And then I like this one. Surround yourself with like-minded people. And I, I think that that's something that Bonnie did. Oh, fact. I mean, I think if, if I could point to one thing that she's done. That's what she did. The best. That's what she did. And, and like-minded people that not, not just, um you know, we all like um, hamburgers or football, but I want to achieve... I want to compete in the Olympics. Where can I insert myself with like-minded people that also want to be the best at operating that? And that takes her to Germany. So I think she's just masterful at how she, she's done that. And I think that because I'm dealing with that now where I am in that there are people that have been in a position for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, and they're not continuing to grow. They're just doing the same thing over and over again. But then there are other people, there are pockets of people that have that enthusiasm and excitement, and they have a list, and they have a plan of how do we move forward? How do we do something different? And there's an energy that that goes with that that is – that propels you forward just on their energy and yeah. enthusiasm. And so I feel like surrounding yourself with like-minded people, and doesn't mean they have the same list as you do or they're working the same plan, but it's the whole concept of there is a list and there is a plan because there's so much more to do. Okay, so you know how you and I love personality types, right? Yes. I heard a new one uh, yesterday or the day before. And it was. It said uh, there's an entrepreneurial yeah. personality type, which you have, which I have. There's a producer personality type, which makes the entrepreneur's vision happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the entrepreneur has both, but that's that's a really nice match. There's an administrator that um, that makes sure that things are checked, and then there's an interpreter that makes sure that. Uh, the first three personalities don't kill each other. <laughs> yeah, how, how, how perfect is that? But if you think about that in the context of, of the example that you just referenced, right? Those people, uh, you know, it's hard for those people that are maybe administrators to, why would I create a list? I've already got all the lists that I could, that possibly, I could possibly, handle. possibly make because that's, and, and the person that gave that example, that, that um, personality uh, type, said, um, imagine a dirty window, okay? Uh, the, the dirty window, um, it, it, the entrepreneur sees, through, sees completely through the dirty window and sees nothing but opportunity, looks past the dirty window. The producer says, I've got to figure out how to, how to clean. Uh, we could go and we could execute. We'd have, we could have these dirty windows cleaned in a second. The administrator says, you know, we should probably set up a process where when people see a dirty window, they go through a checklist, they submit it, we create a ticket, and then people know that a window is dirty and that you have to go and clean it. 
And the interpreter is thinking, looking at everybody else saying, I wonder what they're thinking about. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that great? That is fabulous. What a great example. Yep. So surround yourself with the right people. That's, That's the long version of that one. The next one is work the plan. And keep working the plan. And keep working the plan. This is really, we don't need to go on and on about this. But don't, the plan that you write down is not the plan that will 100% happen. Plan B is often the best plan. Sometimes plan Z is the best plan. Yes. And number five, Lisa, this one's yours. Never stop learning. And I am a huge, huge, huge fan of this because I believe that you we learn every single day. And whether that's through books or audiobooks or podcasts or just conversations with those like-minded people, we have to continue to keep learning. That is so true. And I just say, I said it on a podcast the other day and, and um, uh, Taylor Roxon said, oh man, that's so good. And, and he said, "What is there any advice that you'd, you'd give someone? And I said, if there's that nugget of a vision, if there's that nugget of, uh, of, a, of a list or an idea, that's a seed that you have to water. Water the seed every single day. What you just said, learning, surrounding yourself with people, all that builds into watering that seed. So hopefully this episode has been full of encouragement and confidence for you. If we can help you in any way, please reach out. Success at Cypress Resources. You can also find Lisa. You can find me on LinkedIn. Very active there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 